Dios de los Muertos. If I said it wrong, you do know that I don't speak Spanish. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, or as I like to call it, <laughs> every day for 365 days, I don't stop. Some people have said to me, no, oh, you know, you could just do like an episode a week. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. That's kind of why I'm so kind of like relaxed aside from, you know, the relaxers that I take. <laughs> but um, I love doing this. This is just such a freeing thing to talk, to talk about film, to talk about music, to, you know, inform people rather than deform <laughs> I think we learned that from Halloween. Uh, but today is Day of the Dead, All Saints Day. A uh, lot of, you know, firsts. I was hoping for a full moon. Didn't happen. It rained somewhat. And it's always funny when it rains for the first time in a long time and people forget how to drive. And it's like, all right, all right. I'll, I'll let you get ready to get your shit together, but drive, okay? Drive. So, last night was weird because I had wanted to watch The Exorcist and then, you know, I ran out of time. I I did watch, so I had paid for... Now, many of my listeners, you knew that I went and saw Pussifer. I think that's how you say their name. Uh, on the 13th or 14th? And they were good. And then Maynard was like, we got two pay-per-view specials coming out. So, I naturally, being a fan paid $37 was it 37 to watch the it was two paid per view it was conditions of my parole and then v for vagina i believe um the first one was good it was funny conditions of my parole was a little kind of like i got to go to bed i got to go to bed and so that's what i did and i watched the rest this morning hey i i am a big you know when it comes to Maynard James Keenan You've got Tool, Pussifer, A Perfect Circle. I will be honest, and my friends will shoot me for this. Um, I Sometimes I like A Perfect Circle, and then sometimes I'm like, okay, this shit is just too depressing for me. All right? I get it. I get it. For Pussifer, it's fun. To see them in concert, that's why the specials were okay. It, seeing them in concert's a different beast. They're running around that stage... Maynard is in character and then he transforms into Billy D and then it, and then that shit gets real and then they do like when they do the, the encore you have to wait for this chick who looks like something from the B-52s because she's got a B-52 on her head a buffon um, and then you have to wait because she's counting it down really slow one or five and then you're waiting. It's like, okay, when are you coming back, Pussifer? So, yeah. But the special, the special was good. That was my Halloween, you know? I watched um, The Great Pumpkin the night before because uh, my cousin was watching it. And I figured, you know, I do love the, the TV series. I had planned to watch either The Exorcist or The Shining. And it didn't happen. You know, a lot of shit doesn't happen. But when you party naked, it does happen, doesn't it, Jason? Um, I want to give a shout out to the uh, Jason Almi and family. If I said your name, last name wrong, I'm very tired. I'm sorry. Jason and Christina Almi and the family, and they dressed up for trick-or-treats. So did Chris Wetzky, Adam Simmons, 
I believe you dressed up also for Halloween, you know. It's all good. It's all good. I do come in contact with people who don't celebrate Halloween. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that candy sure is good, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Those of you who are born on Halloween, you are lucky people. Um, Or Devil's Night. Devil's Night is the night before. (laughs) And that's why I talked about Grace Slick, because... Grace Slick has such a magical energy. It's such a potent energy. And that's why we all love the 60s. I wasn't there, but we love the music of the 60s. You know, and yes, yeah, she built this city. She hates that song. <laughs> um, just a rundown of things. I did start watching Vikings. And my friend said, buckle up. So, yeah. There's some there's some cute people on Vikings. But like I said, it's it's not the Northman. For me, the Northman, that really is that that is the best of 2022. It may not have done well at the box office, and I've talked about this before, but it doesn't matter. What matters is, is that myself and others fucking liked it. It's not about the fact that other people didn't like it. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that I liked it. I loved it, okay? That's what matters. It's like the first Hocus Pocus. First Hocus Pocus was a flop. I loved it. I I thought it was amazing. And to see it on the big screen the first time, that's why the second one, I didn't like it. I I, I can understand. It was, it was diverse. I love that, uh, you know, new cast. But it's like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen some of the, the old cast in it. That's just me. So, yeah. It was it was an interesting ball game. <sighs> but Halloween is over. We have two days of Day of the Dead, All Saints Day. And um, I always look forward to the, the sugar skulls. I can't have those. And the pan, you know, the pastry, the Mexican pastry. Um, that's, the, that's the thing. Many people who meet me, oh, you're half. Yeah, I don't speak the tongues. But here's the thing. I know about my culture. I know that it's about food. I know but I know that with the Mexican side and the Portuguese side, it's all about the food and the culture. That's what it's about. It doesn't matter if you don't speak the tongues, okay? Um, and yes, everyone's probably watching Coco because that falls into Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is a pretty amazing thing and my friend who used to be my professor I remember one year I had her for Spanish and I couldn't make it because I was sick and we dropped off um, Mexican pastry for the class to enjoy because I was fully aware of that and, and the whole meaning behind Day of the Dead because it really is a celebration it's a celebration Yes, you know, uh, death and rebirth, it is a part of life. And that's why, you know, some, some people don't see it that way. And that's understandable. We all, we all deal in our own way. Huh. But back to, at hand, the films, the music. You know, I want to give just a respect to our purveyor of cool... Strombo, 
who does these amazing lives and he plays piano and just so talented just to watch him play piano the other day he was playing on his apple music show strombo s-t-r-o-m-b oh sorry um he was playing slayer and he sometimes plays that on piano and all i could hear was well i was listening to the original song is him playing it on piano and singing it that's it that's a treat that's a treat that's why i do this podcast is to connect to connect with friends some family uh listeners who are spread out all over the world this is this is a beautiful thing to be connected to one another uh, I have listeners in Germany. I have listeners in France and Canada and England and the Middle East and um, New York, New York, Southern California, uh, Seattle, you name it, you name it. Uh, and so that's what I try to do is just try to give you all, you know, that moment where you can just escape and listen to a podcast I, you know, I, I can't do a two-hour podcast. That's just not me. I tried it once, and it just... It's its like binge-watching Orange is the New Black in one sitting. It's whatever. Too much. Too much of a good thing. If you really want to binge-watch a show, you just binge-watch a show that's a comedy, and it's only 30 minutes. Think of how many episodes you could fit in that versus an hour long thing and and vikings is an hour long so i'm going to slowly get into it it's for here's here's what i did with vikings i got into bed i got in under the covers i put on vikings i watched it okay that's what i did that's how you watch a really good show you get ready because afterwards you're going to go to bed or you're going to relax or you're going to lounge that's, that's your time to decompress. And when I do podcasts, this is my time to decompress. This is why I don't do politics, because it will rile me up. There's a lot of shit going on out there. And yes, I voted. What happened to my... Did I... What happened to the sticker? Oh, it fell off. Oh, well. But I did it. I did my duty, my civic duty as a human being. And people who don't think that the vote doesn't count, it does count. It makes me think of the Simpsons. And remember when the aliens throw your vote away? Vote for Kodos. Those treehouse horrors are hilarious. They are legendary. It's so funny when my nieces and nephews start watching it. And it's like, yeah, we used to watch that when we were kids. And as an adult, I still watch them. Uh, I would love to see like a Rick and Morty Halloween special because I love I love Rick and Morty. I, I liked Family Guy, and I say liked, but some of it, it was like, okay, where, like, the certain scenarios, they would just overdo it, where with Rick and Morty, that shit is in your face. It's like, fuck, and that's what I love about Rick and Morty. That is Quinti- That is truly an adult program. If your kids are watching it, take it away. I mean, yes. Family Guy is an adult program, as is The Simpsons. But Rick and Morty is really for adults. Kids think it's cute. My niece knows about the stickers because she got me stickers. 
They got me socks last last year, and uh, I wonder what happened to the rest of them. Probably because they they were little and they thought they were their socks. I don't know. I don't know. I I love media. I love film. I love music. I am currently not currently. I think I've forever changed by seeing Miss Sugar in concert. I I now have almost every Miss Sugar album. That's saying something right there, because the way it translates on the stage. These are old songs that they're doing. It's like, fuck, that shit hit me. It hit me. The same with Nine Inch Nails. That was my first time seeing them. That hit me. That's that's really what a live performance is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you go, whoa. It sounds better in concert. And and very few bands put out a live album. There, there really is kind of a weird... Mm, it's kind of like a, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't putting out a live album because it is a lot of work to put it out. It is not for the faint of heart to put out a live album. And when people put them out, I mean, shit, it's right there. So uh, we'll be back after these messages. What messages? Well, we'll, we'll be back because I got to take care of some stuff. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. Uh, it's shocking, isn't it? Now, don't let the word Madonna bother you. The day I grab my crotch, it'll mean it's falling off. And at my age, it could. You know you're old when your walker has an airbag. And your sexual fantasies involve Strom Thurmond. And your neck wins a turkey poster contest. And your birthday cake looks like a prairie fire. <laughs> and your birth certificate is on a scroll. And they've discontinued your blood type. Hallie's Comet goes over and you say, there it goes again. And you can remember when fast food meant you ran over a chicken. Somebody compliments you on your alligator shoes and you're barefoot. Oh, little by little, I'm realizing what it means to be theatrical. You, 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 light, I just stripped the hair and made it blonde. That way you reflect light. They don't want to come and look at a a girl with brown hair, please. Especially an ugly girl. And this is my old face, which helped because you, you know, the, in the old medieval days, the court jester was always ugly. He had a big nose, sometimes a humpback, sometimes he was a dwarf wore little boots with the little bells, and all clowns wear gloves. So little by little by little, I was getting to my my persona. And uh, I, I will never forget, I worked when I was working in Boston, the, the guy that I worked for there said, uh, wardrobe, you should do something about wardrobe. And to me, wardrobe was a piece of furniture where you put clothes in. He meant I should think about dressing more theatrically. Uh, I was still using this uh, black leotard and, you know, 
Supreme and my own, my own, my own face helped, uh, believe me, and the fact that I knew nothing about makeup, because, uh, you know, I had this hooked nose, I, crooked teeth, but it put me ahead because it helps to be dysplastic. Oh, all right, let's put it this way. Can you picture Liz Taylor delivering a joke? No. She'd have to put it in a basket and take it to the door. Grace Kelly, no way. These great beauties. You see, it helps. Like Martha Ray, too big a mouth, you know. Uh, Carol Burnett, before, she's been made beautiful now. But, you know, she had things that that helped. Being Having a dysplastic. In other words, the perfect face is not the right face for a comic. Especially a woman. Now, let me tell you about the clothing. Uh, here I am telling them I'm flat, under-endowed. Under but they can see, and this is before falsies, oh, they were falsies, but this is before implants and all this surgery. And I realized this would be a lot better if, if I had shapeless clothing. So then I went to the shapeless, wonderful shapeless and I even found out what kind of a cut here to make you look even flatter. And shapeless clothing, short. I must always show my legs. My legs are funny. They're part of the part of the persona. And so then that way I could tell them that I was skinny as a rail, flat as a highway, and big bigger laughs. Bigger laughs. That's how I got that look, to which to this day it's set. Little teeny gloves. Now the go-go. Well, the, I didn't even though they were go-go boots. I designed those boots, and they were all custom-made because, number one, I, you couldn't buy them. And my feet are very, very narrow. And they were made by Herbert Levine, Levine a wonderful company. Welcome back to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Since it is Day of the Dead, let's honor someone who is dead, who was hilarious and didn't stop until she was in her 90s, and that is the eternal Phil Stiller. Those are the clips that you're hearing right now. Thanks, Val. 
her driveway. She keeps her car in a plastic bag. I just hope some morning she goes out there and finds out it's suffocated. Every time she visits me, she comes over with a can of spray. I think she's trying to tell me something. <laughs> the other day she came in wearing a surgical mask. Made a gauze. I said, did you come to visit or operate? She's so spotless, she forbid her kids to get the measles. Always poking around. She wants to know who did my decor. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> then she wants to know why I only bake one cupcake at a time. That's all the room there is in my oven. There's cinders all over the side. <laughs> you know, she's always bragging how you can eat off her kitchen floor. You can eat off my kitchen floor. Mustard, ketchup, baked beans. <laughs> and my cooking. You wouldn't believe that. Ha, <laughs> ha. I can make a TV dinner taste like radio. <laughs> the other night, Fang, that's my husband, the idiot. He looked at the food, he said, this certainly isn't the stew my mother used to make. I said, heavens no, it's custard pie. He says, if I had cooked for the enemy in World War II, it had been over in three days. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm trying to save up enough green stamps to get a divorce. He tried to leave me once He didn't get too far He was arrested for leaving the scene of an accident He fixed the wiring in the kitchen The doorbell rang The toaster blew up Of course our toaster is different Because he built it You wouldn't believe it The toast doesn't pop up The whole room pops down And then there's his mother The old bat you may know her, Moby Dick. <laughs> She's so big, she buys her clothes with a pound. She puts her dress on with a compass. <laughs> you wouldn't believe her. She's so big, she's got zone numbers. Wouldn't surprise me if she'd end up with her own zip code. She stepped on the dog's tail. Now we call him Beaver. <laughs> She's got so many bones in her course that he buried it. <laughs> but she wears a white dress. We show movies on her. <laughs> you know, when you're that size, you should kind of dress to not attract attention. But uh, what she did, she had all her teeth golded except the one in the middle of the front. Terrible. She looks like an old horse chewing a chiclet. <laughs> wedding anniversary. He looks like a little old lady and she looks like a little old man. <laughs> and neither of them knows the difference. <laughs> ah, good old thing. But he's just nuts about those stupid little playboy bunnies. Damn. <laughs> All he does is stare 
at them yesterday. He stared at one so long. He says it rests his eyes. <laughs> Talk about resting his eyes. He was taking the cure. <laughs> of course, he's crazy about Jane Mansfield, too. Wouldn't you know it? But I got news. Twice I have been mistaken for Mansfield. <laughs> the senator. <laughs> So that's Phyllis Diller at the bar, and Dean Martin is there, and the camera's not on Dean because he's just laughing. Um, and I wanted to play that because it's Day of the Dead, and we uh, we need to honor someone dead. Um, now I'm going to play for you a clip that my friend turned me on to. Oh, he does a lot of turning on. Um, it's called The Pruitts of Southampton. Oh yeah. And he would know he would know a thing or two about Southampton now, wouldn't you? And here you go. He introduced this to me. So that's the Pruitts of Southampton. I think it lasted only a season. Um, you know, Phyllis Phyllis has been dead for ten years. I, I she earned it. Here we go. Her trademark laugh, which is a machine gun laugh. Oh, that wasn't on purpose ever. It that that's a trademark by accident. That's my real. Oh, that wasn't on purpose ever. It that that's a trademark by accident. That's my real laugh. In the beginning, it was nerves. Nerves. Just you know when people are nervous they giggle. Well, girls especially. And I just uh, I was just so nervous for so many years. So uptight for so many years. I was working so hard, and I was—I had a lot of baggage, you know. I was neglecting my children, working on the act, and uh, the laugh. Simply, people think I laugh a lot more than I do. I—I don't laugh that much, and now I only laugh when I'm overcome and have to. See, when, every now and then when I have a new line that I'm nuts about, 
I just bellow. Because to me, a line is platinum. A new line is platinum. And that's Phyllis Stiller describing her trademark laugh. I mean, she had a really good laugh. <laughs> There's a really great documentary DVD called Good Night, We Love You. And it's her her last, I believe her last appearance. You know, she stopped doing uh, stand-up. Um, she lived into her 90s. I believe she still had a boyfriend in her 90s. <laughs> she was funny. She was funny. She was... <sighs> I mean, she had the hair, she had the, you know, she had the facelift. Um, she was friends of Liberace. That tells you something right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved her. I thought she was hilarious. And um, with someone of that magnitude, it's it's really... It's really amazing. This is here's a here's an eerie situation is Joan Rivers talking about Phyllis Diller and Joan Rivers herself would die two years later. So it's it's always it's always eerie when when things go that way or go that route. You know, uh, here we go. Diller called Joan Rivers her protege, and Joan is with us now to talk about her longtime friend. Hello, Joan Rivers. Nice to see you. Joan. Sad to so, see you on this moment. No, nice no, I feel you. the same. I know you and favorite daughter Melissa had lunch with her a month ago. Yes. What yes. did she mean to you? Um, she represented the first woman stand-up that just stood up, didn't sing, didn't dance, just went out and competed with the men on their turf, uh -huh. and did it brilliantly. And it was a great uh a great uh, gag writer you know she she cared about each word she was very precise i was crazy about her and lovely and private very kind, kind to the people coming up mm -hmm. she saw me first in greenwich village and i stank i was on the bill with barbara streisand and she had all the a's in her name yeah you know how long ago that was and both of us were, and phyllis came and sat in the front and laughed and applauded and was so generous when she went backstage. And what was she like three weeks ago when you saw her at lunch? Was she ill? How did no, she seem? No, she was 95. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was full. But she was lucid, correct? Beyond lucid. Yeah. We, we exchanged, we were both wearing jewelry. We exchanged necklaces. And when I got home, uh, I said to Melissa, she got the better deal. <laughs> she was fine. Uh, she was losing her eyesight a little bit. Mm -hmm. But boy, oh boy, sharp. We were talking about... Comics and the internet. I mean, right up there. Mm -hmm. If she was first, and she was first, how long was it, do you think, before she was accepted? She had a long... Well, she started late. She's, 37. She was, yeah, she, right. was an ad, she was an advertising, you know, uh, copywriter. Um, it took her a long time because she was the first, and people didn't want to see a woman. And she was good-looking in private life. She made herself... That very, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the hair and the, mm -hmm. and, and um, <laughs> I think it took her longer because she was a woman and she had to make herself really homely. 
She had to, to unsex herself, so, totally. She was so comfortable, Joan, talking about pro, uh, plastic, plastic surgery. First something one. that most women don't do. No, and she was, she wanted to look good, and the money came late. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to look, she'd had five children and bad marriages, and she wanted to look good, and she didn't, real, very chic in real life. I was crazy about her. Yeah. Did she inspire you in terms of talking about your own plastic surgery and things that you've gone through? Well, I was like, uh, I figured if Phyllis can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And yeah. I could stay under the radar because they were making such jokes about her at the time. She, ta she talked about the nerves that she dealt with in the beginning. Did in she the beginning, yes. Did she still deal with those? Uh, I still do. Yeah. But uh, not as, she had more confidence than I. She walked out on the stage and to the end, the, from the first time I saw her to the last time I saw her, I never walked away without saying, Damn, where I, why didn't I think of that? She it was so smart and she cared so much. She never skimmed. You know what I thought was interesting when I was reading about her life? Number one, she lived to 95, as you said. Great life. I think so, too. And it said, Joan, that she died with a smile on her face. I'm thinking if you got to go in your sleep with a smile on your face. Not the, so bad. The last time Melissa and I uh, went there to her house for brunch, and I said to her, is there a man in your life? And she said, yes! <laughs> So she had friends, she lived in her own house, the yeah. kids were fine. She had a great life. You mentioned when she was in the audience there in, in, in the front. Do you have a favorite, a favorite memory other than that or a favorite joke? A favorite joke was, again, she taught me to be very simple. One of the first jokes I heard her say, so easy. She said, um, I always serve chocolate cake at my house because it doesn't show the dirt. Well, that tells you who she is, what she is, what she hates. Can, can nice. I just say, in the car coming here this morning on the radio, they were playing her stuff. She says, you know you're old when a walker has an airbag. Is that hilarious? <laughs> I thought that was, even the driver started laughing. I thought that was really good. She was really able to laugh at herself at and everything. make fun of herself. And that's always a good thing, I, I think. I just, look at this. I, 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 I usually, if somebody dies, I've been tearing up all day. I really liked her so much, so much. We did too. Joan Rivers, thank you very much. Thank you for coming in. Thank you very much. And that's Day of the Dead. That's all that's all Saints Day. Dios de los Muertos. Wherever you are, Phyllis Stiller and Joan Rivers. Oh my god, Joan Rivers, come on. Come on. Both of them just still at that point so vital. So as always, um unpleasant dreams and uh Dias de los Muertos.